Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. I can't wait to see what sort of wisdom you impart on me this evening. <laughs> Not wisdom. I'm, I'm curious. Guys, right before we started recording, Alex took a sip from a cup, and I asked him what was in the cup, and he said, coffee, because I really want to go to bed. For those that don't believe me, there it is. No, I believe <laughs> that it's coffee. I'm trying to understand your mindset on how – coffee is what you drink because you want to go to bed no it's because he has to stay awake to do this i understood it i just think it's an aggressive move so so tim is right also jake what you're forgetting is how much caffeine i consume on a daily basis one (laughs) cup of coffee is not going to affect me that's a great point this bar of chocolate that i plan on eating throughout this entire episode (laughs) potentially could have a different effect well let's explain uh why you want to get to bed so bad because, well, because it's 9.30, Tim. And I know. And that's <laughs> it's it doesn't look like it if you look at James's camera. Bedtime. It's no, it's 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 10.30 where I am. What are you talking about? Uh I'm calling where from the future. You, I'm in Singapore, uh, where we are a whopping 13 hours ahead of you, Alex, and I guess that makes us 16 ahead of you, Tim. Um, which yeah, ironically actually makes it easier for you on this one. Yeah, it's uh, fine. It's 6.30. <laughs> we did think about doing think, an early morning episode, but that would have required him to get up at like 4, and mm, I didn't have faith in that. I mean, well, I would have gotten no, up. So- I just would have been in a state. <laughs> it, would have been, it would have been bad. 7.30 would have been much more preferable for me, but that's how much of a considerate human that I am. <laughs> I didn't want Tim to have to wake up at 4.15 in the morning. I just I, that is I true. felt like that was... Like I, I would literally, literally rather be doing anything else other than this right now. But I thought that I need to put my selfish needs and desires aside and look out for Tim. So you're welcome. What a beautiful sentiment from Alex. So um, Alex, I have to be somewhere at seven tomorrow. I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm kidding. I got booked for some right after I. Uh, all right. Well, let's get let's get to the most pressing topic, and that is Alex has just come back from. The Eagles lost the Super Bowl, and it's bull. Well, I mean, we can get to that. Do we want to do that first? Do you want to talk Super no, Bowl first? No. Sebring's fine. All right. Well, they were one let's of the talk same. Sebring. We did it at the same time. Also, same time. That's true. Valentine's Day. Whoever scheduled that test, I don't understand what they were thinking. But here we are. Do you want to know what's funny, man? I think back to my like indie car and indie lights even career and the number of times I was testing in Sebring on Super Bowl Sunday, like it's it's half probably of the last twelve years. There's always a test on Super Bowl for some reason. I was kind of disappointed. I mean, whatever. 
obviously it doesn't it doesn't matter um so yes we were in sebring for our first and only test and last of, <laughs> of, of of the preseason and um yeah it was good to to get back in the car it's it's, it's amazing you know i think we've talked about this before but it's amazing when you step out of an indie car for a couple months you know the first five to eight laps you, you know your first run and a half it's like man these things are these things are pretty quick especially you know even though i was been i was driving the the dpi car and everything um and indy car is just a whole different level so that was cool to kind of get that sensation back um and then yeah i mean you know how it is you you have a long list of items you get through maybe half of them um and and you it's your tail most of the day but i think the team did a good job i think i have a couple new New people on my car. Um, Brian Barnhart is is calling my races now this year. James, you obviously um, have firsthand experience with that. Obviously, him being on your car last year, and it was good to be able to work with him for the first time. And yeah, St. Pete is in twelve days, which is crazy. It's it's finally here. Which thank goodness it's not starting in March. Like I love it's, I love the early start. Yeah, no, it's yeah, it's it's going to be the only the uh, the fourth time I think in history that we're going to have an IndyCar car race in February to start the season off. Um, you need to know yeah, that so, for your NBC stats. I sure do. I sure do. Yeah, That's a very Nimbica. it's Nimbica. It's a soft C. Soft C. Sorry, sorry. Uh, so yeah, so the, the Sebring test is a pretty standard thing IndyCar teams do, right? Kind of in the week or weekish leading up to, uh, to St. Pete, they'll go down. So the, it was split kind of half and half, uh, half the field roughly ran your day. And then, uh, the other half ran, I guess what would technically be today for you when we're filming yes so yeah half ran monday half ran tuesday essentially yeah, yeah let's do that let's use days of the week that's yeah, easier, yeah, that's easier. Uh, <laughs> and and you know, obviously we do a lot of testing in sebring because it's the closest thing we currently have to a street circuit and i think that's because there's one corner that's like partially an access road and so they consider that street circuit other than that there's really nothing street circuit about sebring but it's the closest that we got and so like talk about some of the challenges because i know a lot of times you go there and you can have like a tremendous Sebring test right before St. Pete and the car feels great and you're super fast. And then you get to St. Pete and none of it transfers. And then also vice versa. You can have just a day where you can say you're chasing your tail and it feels terrible, but you unloaded St. Pete and everything just sort of clicks. So kind of explain a little bit about what you're really trying to work on in St. Pete and why what is fast at St. Pete might not necessarily transfer to, you know, practice one at, or sorry, Sebring might not practice to transfer right. practice one to St. Pete. Um, that's a that's a it's an involved question because there's there's different ways to go about a Sebring test, right? You can go about it in the way that you're gonna you're gonna practice working with your engineer, and you're gonna practice on how are you gonna tune a car together, like how are you gonna get your communication, and how are you gonna make the right decisions, and how are you gonna progress the car throughout the day. So that's option number one, and and you can kind of develop a, a good Sebring car and theoretically be fast by the end of the day. Um, you can roll there with a with a known quantity, whether that's a Sebring car that's been good in the past, or a St. Pete car, or some hybrid of the two, and you can work through you know theoretical changes that you've thought of in the off season, whether that be through simulation or through just 
going over notes in hindsight and and actually putting those things on the car and seeing what what they do in reality um so you can kind of in theory you know get a a, a data point as to okay this change does this in these types of corners and it's worth this amount of lap time but it's really bad in, in these types of corners so you can kind of understand that um you can use it as a data practice you know fuel saving long longer runs um you can you can do a lot of different things in the sibling test and i think ultimately it's it's all it's all valuable and it's 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 just depending on kind of what you're looking for in in the day type of thing um what's interesting is you know i think obviously you you mentioned sebring is kind of our street course test track i think the andretti street course cars in the past five years four years have been really really strong um i think our sebring cars have been historically quite strong as well um and so we all kind of rolled off the truck and and the first run we were like oh yeah car's pretty good and then you progressively make it worse as the day goes on because it's like and i was talking i was talking to eric our, our technical director about it at lunch and i was kind of like annoyed it was like we haven't found anything yet and he was like we've had this chassis for 11 years do you think that what do you expect to find it's going to be something that's different and we've just missed a front spring like no it's of course you haven't found anything like it's pretty it's pretty well optimized around here at this point and it's just i mean it's something that's so unique about indycar these days is is because it it is so competitive you know the the difference in in track temperature the difference in these these very small details of you know a a 50 pound rear spring change or a half a psi tire adjustment or uh, something that that in the past would be the difference between you know maybe having a great day and maybe having a, a really good day i mean honestly nothing it could it could very well be you'll you'll be on pole either way type thing um and now it it theoretically can be the difference of you you know transferring out of around the qualifying so um the 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 very small minutia adds up and i think it's it's good for the teams to get as much time as possible as much as you can in a day um going into st pete just to get in that mindset and and know that you have to look after all the the small details and and find everything that you can to give yourself the best shot of of having a good weekend right because like for you and i guess kind of a similar andretti autosport this year's kind of split right so for you you've worked with your engineer almost your entire indycar career so there's no get to know you needed there as eric pointed out the car's been around forever so even though the engineers dreamed up probably 10 different things over the off season that well maybe if we unplug this and connect this over here and obviously none of those like nine times out of ten those don't work because again you've had so long to find all these things right. so for for you and colton versus a situation with like devlin and roman who are both working with new teams and or new crew new engineers and dev's case a whole new car series everything is new what do you guys try to really focus on? Like, did, is it for you just blowing the dust off a little bit, getting out of the prototype rhythm, back in the IndyCar rhythm? Was there something Alex like just really long runs that you wanted to work suit. on? It's his I'm not Elio. I am not Elio. It's <laughs> certainly the not the people. case. He was just like, man, I haven't been around a lot of people in a while. I'd like that. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I yes, you're, you're very right. I think... Honestly, James, I don't know that I know that answer. Um, you know, as much as yes, we're four we're four cars 
under the Andretti Autosport banner, especially on a test day, there's no real like, there's no structure to it. Right. Um, so I didn't really talk to anyone at all. And then at the end of a test day, everyone kind of disperses. So you get a quick 90 second tidbit of, oh, that was great. That was terrible. And these are their thoughts. Michael's then, already oh, on the plane. Yeah. I've got to rush. I've got to rush to Orlando to catch my flight home type thing. So I, I don't, I don't really know what they were working on. I know. Um, I don't honestly, I don't know. I know that we all were kind of scrambling a little bit in the middle of the day and, and some of us found a, a path and, and some didn't, but ultimately the entire, yes, it's a short lap, but ultimately the entire field was split by like, I think it was six tenths of a second. Um, right. So, I mean, there's, there's not much in it anyway, you slice it type thing. So there's absolutely nothing new about the cars, tires or anything for 2022 which again there's still four of them still four times absolutely nothing different so it it, it makes test days tough because there's there's nothing to you know you know uh, so i guess it doesn't really matter i mean usually usually firestone's like oh we've got a new tire this year so you get two sets of last year's and four sets of the new one it's like nope it's all the same all the same so what does that make you feel like going into st pete are we just gonna see no i mean i feel like we have a Cardo in St. Pete, which is great. Um, yeah, because you guys were on the up and up at like, the end of last year, right? Well, no, I mean, Colton did win St. Pete. Um, yeah, St. Pete was race two, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I've just been in general, like you were trending better as the season went on. So if there's no changes, yeah. can you theoretically continue an uptrend? I'm just trying to be optimistic. Don't give me that. Oh, I'm not being, no, know. I'm not being, no, I'm not being pessimistic, but no, I'm saying like, I think Andretti has First a time to for win everything. because, because they, they won last year. So, um, well, I obviously I, I think, wasn't watching. Right. No, really. you were just very, you were there. You were just very drunk. <laughs> that sounds um, right. That sounds right. So I think, I think this we, time you can drink with it. me, James. Oh, <laughs> at least, at least, at least one of you has a job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah. Anyways, to answer your question, James, before I was so rudely interrupted, um, you I think the cars. It. I think the cars will be good. I think um, St. Pete. I am hoping that because it's three and a half weeks earlier, it'll be a little bit cooler than usual. Um, good point. Which would hopefully make the race not that miserable. Like the um, worst race ever. Yeah. Correct. Uh, you and I got an interesting text from Colton today. We did. I guess he's there doing some some uh, media stuff. You know, promoting the race and and such um ahead of well the weekend after next and for those of you that know the saint pete track um there's that flat out chicane that's right before the the final hairpin that kind of leads onto the front straight and that that was always like it was flat but, but like, like it was as, on the limit and in the race and like the cars as the cars were getting heavier and we had some downforce taken away like it was harder. a much harder thing to do for sure. And like you'd use all the road on the exit and you had guys that would, you know, drop a wheel and that would cause them to either spin or lock up and go off in the, on the exit of the, the next corner, the next corner. Well, now it's just a, a, a wall. So I don't know why they did a that. flat out fifth gear chicane that had a tiny patch of grass on the exit that would like almost save you, but kind of just like, ruin your day in a different way you just like spin out rather than crank a concrete you wall still couldn't, and you still can you still can do anything about it like it's not like it was an abu dhabi runoff 
No, 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 not at all. So yeah, the fact that at least you were going to have a smaller impact, if if you were going to have it, you could save it. Like guys would drop a wheel and it would just, it would ruin their lap, but you know, you could kind of save it. Now it's going to be a fifth year, basically flat chicane with a concrete wall on the exit. And so, so this is going to, this is kind of my question to you. I'm excited for it. Is. I mean, we can hear you. Can you not hear us? Oh, you can? Oh, yeah. sorry. You guys both froze. All right. Sorry. Oh. Um, so it's that's my question that in Singapore, for you, your internet is, is better than it is in America. That's what I was already saying. <laughs> Look how clear his picture is. That's the sharpest you've ever looked on this. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. And I'm not even near, like I'm outside the house. I'm not even near the router. Um, but so, no. So my question for you, because I, I talked to an engineer years ago about how back in the day, like I'm talking probably late 90s, mid to late 90s, they would go to Sebring when they like, especially new drivers coming over from Europe or whatever, hadn't done a lot of street circuit racing. They would put up like cardboard barriers on like the entry through to the exit of the corners to like take away your visuals. So that way it kind of gave guys a chance to like drive without being able to see through the corner. And he said, yeah, weird. I mean, obviously it's not something we do anymore. So they must've thought it wasn't super advantageous. But one of the interesting points that they made was that when they would do that and then take them away at the end of the day, they would go like a second faster because they could see where they were going. They, they knew they weren't going to hit anything if they dropped a wheel, whatever, whatever. So my question is, you, like, you're heading to St. To Pete where there is this notoriously difficult, just barely flat out chicane. And you're going to now put a wall right on the exit. Do you think that's going to make people not even like, is it going to be way harder to be flat through there now just because the consequence is essentially so much higher? No, you're just going to shoot. Yeah. Right. <laughs> just got to hope real bad. <laughs> like, no, absolutely. Because I guess you can still see through it, right? So I mean, it's you're, not like, I mean, any, you're not anyone, blind. yeah, anyone that I'm, yeah. If that knows what they're doing, it's just going to If you're it. lifting there, you're, you should go home. By it's kind of like turn three, right? Yeah. And I mean, I can say that because I crashed in the lead in turn three. So, <laughs> but I tell you what, the reason I crashed was you were I flat. Wasn't lifting. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, all right. Can we also talk so about real I will, quick? I potentially, I mean, it might be deja vu, but hey, I will be flat. So you can count on that. <laughs> yeah. Alex may not have been the right one to ask on that. Um, all right can we just real quick talk about instead of dogs in the background we have like birds chirping and you're like on this really nice looking patio (laughs) like you had a much better weekend than than alex or i yeah no for sure so alex has been to singapore many times uh for the f1 race so i'm sure you've seen it like in its prime because whenever you come to a race you know a city during its race weekend it's always like bananas but i gotta tell you man singapore is neat and uh, <laughs> we're out here visiting our um, very, very good friends and goddaughter. So our very good friends, Matt and Sid, live out here. And uh, they had a little baby girl, Margot, who they foolishly asked us to be godparents to. So we're out here uh, visiting them and being tourists. And it's, uh, it's pretty fun, guys. We did, some, we did a day on a boat. And we did yeah, a day at a beach club. It looks aggressively pleasant. And, yeah, it's yeah, it is. And then like, you know, sometimes it'll rain for like 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Okay. But yeah, no, other than that, it's it's awesome. <laughs> it, it did it's, it did that uh, today in Los Angeles, so. So, dude, on weird. behalf of all of us, go f- yourself. 
<laughs> I highly recommend it. You should definitely come out here uh, and, and enjoy some time in Singapore. Um, Alex gave me some recommendations of places to go. Uh, we have not visited all of them yet, but there's been discussions. And <laughs> how many knows? have you visited? Maybe how many? How many recommendations uh, were there? What percentage? Well, well, there was two. There was two. Well, and so well, so one he's, of, he's almost done. Half. A multi. He's one no, away from one half. Part. No, stop, Tim. Like one of them is four locations in one. Right. It's yes. So we've been to the other one. <laughs> we've been to the other one. <laughs> but we'll see. If we might make it. We might make it to that one too. I don't know. So uh, yeah, that's that's um, that's the update from here in Singapore. Man, uh, uh, football. How about that? What a what a sport. <laughs> I um, let me tell you. Like, I I I know. Like, I don't want to be that couch. I don't want to be the person sitting on the couch eating the, the, the Monday chips. morning quarterback. Right. Me. Criticizing people. <laughs> and this this has nothing to do with the players. The refs are getting really out of hand. They're, they're, yeah, that was ridiculous. And I'm sure I'm sure that they think I'm not saying that and there's no there's no sabotage. I'm not saying there's anything like that. But like this is a Super Bowl. You need to let people play. And like literally they're making calls that are changing people's lives. And it's just, okay. It's so are, are we talking about this, like two calls in, in particular or yeah, is this like just a the, the, fi- right. the final two at the, the final two at the end? Yeah. But, okay. But what did you what think about the, about the, the yeah. non call on the face mask? Okay. I'm not, I'm not saying that like Cincinnati didn't also get things, but then you can't, you can't just make up calls to to amend for things you missed. Wasn't there no. wasn't there a commercial where they're like uh pass interference because I we agree. missed that one a quarter ago and we feel like they're right. owed it. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Like is that is I, that maybe part of the mentality? Like no, I, because, I don't because, know because, but... because the face mask call, if it happens on your own thirty yard line and you lose fifteen yards and you have to go punt and whatever, and okay, yeah, you lose a possession. But I mean that could team... that could have also been a, a touchdown. It wasn't wasn't on the thirty yard. The throw was from the thirty, and I thought the face mask was on like the ten. I thought it. I thought it was a touchdown. Oh, was it? No, I'm talking about where the receiver got grabbed by the by the face mask. Is it bad that there were so many bad plays? The receiver, that we're to the Bengals out? guy, the Bengals my, guy. My point, is, he grabbed my point is, my point is, none of this happened in the last minute and thirty seconds of the game. Okay, and you give a team you give a team essentially six more opportunities. Yeah, it it from their own like or from the opponent's like eight yard line. I don't know. It just right. My my biggest issue is if you're gonna call everything, call everything. If you're gonna let players play, let them play. Don't switch in the middle of the game. Like you can't like, you can't sometimes no, apply and other times not. But I feel like you just don't. I I don't know. I think they need to look at how they. They call games because I think I think the NBA does a really good job, and I know it's a different sport, and I know there's a lot more contact that exists in football, obviously. But the NBA progressively, as you go through the playoffs and you get to the finals, like there is elbows to the face in the NBA finals, and there is like some serious, and the refs just like, yeah, they're playing for a championship. Like we're gonna call the blatant, like out of control, like 
fouls. But ultimately, they're going to play aggressive. They're going to play hard, and the tougher team is probably going to win. And that's fine with us. Like that's this is a physical game. I think there needs to be like progressions to a certain extent of leniency that exists in the Super Bowl. Like, I don't know. So maybe is there because there's no perfect. There's no perfect. There's no perfect answer because then teams will take advantage of that. Like I, I get it, but the other thing just, is if, it sucks if, to if, watch as a fan. If everybody's talking about the officiating this much after a game then they did a bad job with the officiating. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's yeah, you go back to the F1 finale, right? I mean, yeah. it's uh, every every sport, they say the same thing. It's about, they don't care if you call everything or nothing, but just do the same. It's just about consistency. And it's like the toughest thing to do. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Vital Proteins knows that we ask a lot of our body. Like when we ask it to bend over backward to unfold the stroller, balance a full arm load of groceries, and wrestle your one-year-old out of the car seat. All while maintaining your good hair day. Support your skin, hair, nail, bone, and joint health by taking Vital Proteins Collagen Peptides. Vital Proteins. For everybody with a body. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Well, that's that's what I was going to ask with with like because we're a racing podcast. Like, is that applicable? Like that, just let us race mentality. Yeah, if that's yeah. if that's what you want to do, then yeah. But again, you got to be consistent with it. If you're going to call something for one driver, you have to call the same thing for another driver, and vice versa. I think every driver would be more prefer like would prefer a situation where the fewer things that can be called are in the rule book, the better. Um, they're obviously the blatant ones, the dangerous ones. That's, you know, that's true. in whether it's football, hockey, basketball, racing, but, uh, but yeah, by and large people just want to, they just want to, just want to do it. They just want to play the game. Now <clears throat> I do have something I think we should look into. I think the Super Bowl needs to start at like 9 a.m. Oh man, watching it on the West Coast is the best. The watching Super Bowl ended Singapore at 7 p.m. <laughs> no, no, I, I think kickoff here was 7:30 in the morning, and um, you know our friends are Canadian, and we went and met up with a uh, another couple that are half Canadian, half American, so like big into the Super Bowl, do it every year, and they had us over, and so yeah, we started at 7:30 in the morning, 
And let me tell you, that that was a day, guys. It was. It ended up being a whole day because, like, the game ends and your day is really just beginning. But you've already had a certain kind of start to your day, and it just it just rolls on. Let it ride, baby. Let it ride. It was the most fun Super Bowl Monday I've ever had. Let me tell you. <laughs> I was watching. Uh, I was watching it with Hazel. And one, I thought it was funny because like the halftime show started and I'm watching it with a bunch of other people in their 30s. And we're all looking around like, all right, we're going to start singing along with this. And then it's like, we look at her like, no, we're not. No, we're not. (laughs) 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 The other part was somewhere around the third quarter. She looks at me and goes, Dad, I'm going to go up and grab a book. Is that cool? I was like, yeah, you got your sports interest from me. Like, it's fine. You don't have to pretend that you like this. It's all good. (laughs) I don't like it either. Grab me one. (laughs) Good for her. Uh, what did you guys think of the halftime show? Love it. I thought it was amazing. <laughs> so I, I saw I saw a tweet that really freaked me out, and it was like, I'm sure you guys saw it, but it was this guy that was commenting on how, you know, thank God that we we didn't have to watch another halftime show that appealed to all the old people like Aerosmith and Guns N' Roses and all this stuff and everything. And finally, they did something for us. We're the old and people then it, and now. Then it We're hit the old me, people now. <laughs> It was like, oh my goodness. <laughs> Holy crap. That yeah. is now us. Did you see? You basically it... had to be 30, 30 plus to get like yeah. 30 to 40, I feel like was the sweet spot for that halftime show. Yeah. It wasn't Lindy Thaxon that, that posted. It was like, are you really excited about this halftime show? Probably time to schedule that colonoscopy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. uh. It's so accurate. But it was great. It was amazing. It I was hated awesome. all the people that hated it. Uh, I don't know. I just, we just, was... We're officially old. I think we're officially old. I mean, I was like kind of surprised that Snoop wasn't like, he didn't have a joint with him on stage. That was the shocking but, part. Like they, they showed the video of him hitting a joint before he went on stage and everyone's like, he smoked a joint. It was like, yeah, kind of weird that he didn't do it on stage. Like guy right. known for doing two things does both things. Of course he right. did. <laughs> <laughs> Why is this tweet worthy to these people? I don't understand. Yeah. I'm just I'm just gonna say I'm glad that he, you know, is is still performing and back to doing that because he had a brief spell as like a DJ and I actually happened to be at an event that that Snoop was spinning at. And I gotta tell you, he had a terrible DJ. Very, very bad DJ. <laughs> you remember when he was Snoop Lion for a bit? That was fun. I do remember that. I, that know, I think I'm going to be Tim Lyon for a while now. No, you're not. <laughs> it's, well, it's, he was, it's already he just passed. went on the Today Show and was like, hey, call me this now. Like, yeah. I feel like you can I just do it. Can, I mean, celebrities can just do that. Prince went by a symbol. You're, you're now, instead of Hinchtown, you're just Hinch Municipality. All right. Just now, Hinch, now here's uh, a question. Which was the better halftime show, that or Prince in 2006? Well, that I have because... to I have to go watch it again because a lot of, that was a big thing on the internet, right? It's like even people our age were like, it was great, but the Prince one was the best of all time, and I I I didn't get around to watching it. I don't think I was paying attention to football in 2006. All right, everybody, sound off on Twitter. Let us know which one you thought, uh, and we're only going to pay attention to the ones that we agree with. Right, and we are going to know exactly what age demographic you are. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll just look at your profile picture, and we'll be able to tell. <laughs> if you say if you say Prince was the better one, then we'll know you're over forty. If you say these guys were better, you're in between thirty and forty. And if you say who are these people, we know you're under thirty. But you'll say it on TikTok, so we won't see it. 
Uh, yeah, maybe we should just have him say like who won the first 500. You remember which, which halftime show. <laughs> All right. Well, the other thing we talked on about Sebring for a bit, but I mean, we got proper racing coming up. Daytona's coming up. St. Pete's coming up. We got like 10 more minutes. Oh, the we... 24 hours Daytona was not proper for you. You're right. You're right. I apologize. And, but wasn't that, yeah, you're right. You're right. Sorry. And we have NASCAR e's already Indy done a couple races. The race I apologize for trying to do a clash, segue, guys. The clash, the clash <laughs> happened. The clash was clash happened. Yeah, we never touched on that. We never touched on the clash, but uh, we know how you feel. In your backyard, you didn't, did you go? I was with you. <laughs> we were in a house together. Where were you? <laughs> I was taking a nap. I watched the highlights later. <laughs> no, but where were you? In your nap, were you... You did we cover it in a blanket and whiskey? Or that wasn't my nap. That was a different night. (laughs) We also posted whiskey cast as our episode, so everyone knows we were together that Sunday. That's a good point. So I didn't really look at it that way. Oh, can we give whiskey cast a big thank you? Yeah, Yeah, we talked about the clash then. Um, we um, need to give them a big thank you for selecting the Indianapolis Bourbon Society, uh, affectionately known as IBS, uh, as the bourbon club of the month for which we get a bunch of Glen Cairns from Whiskey Cast. So thank you, Mark and company. Cool. Um, so I <laughs> I flew to Seabright. Oh, like you properly oh, flew yeah. your plane. Well, not my plane. I flew the plane, plane rented. Yes. That's awesome. Um, so uh, did you got to land right behind the track? Yeah. Was it not awesome? Oh, it was it was long. It's a long <laughs> it's a long journey. Um that, that must like just you can just make that with no stop? No, no. Oh. Big stop. Yeah. <clears throat> so on the way down it was not bad because with the stop we did in five hours, which is like I mean, you by the time you get to an airport, get on a southwest flight, drive the hour and forty minutes to Sebring, like yeah, it's true. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a good point. It's, it's the same. Um, so that part was cool. We had a significant tailwind, tailwind right. going down, and um, we were hoping, you know, in the twenty-four hours that we were there, the wind would shift. It didn't. So coming back um, was pretty miserable. Um, fortunately, it was at night, so there was things to see. Let me tell you the. The world from 5,000 feet in the middle of Florida and southern Georgia at 10 p.m., there's some weird stuff that you see. <laughs> like, like? How, many, just, how many bodies did you see getting dumped? Not, not bodies, just, just weird, like, weird things. Like we saw a river that legitimately looked as though it, it didn't look. It was on fire. There was a river that was on fire. <laughs> And like you, all you're doing is just scanning for like the, like the symbol of something next to it, and it was just right. It, it was just very yeah. Which which plate is that? <laughs> which which one? And and we were like, oh, that's that's just got to be like a control burn, but it it wasn't like the 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 way that it was so random and it was weird. It was weird fire, and then we saw. What looked like a, a greenhouse. Some guys having a Monday night, man. It's a Monday night in Florida. The old <laughs> on the water Florida fire. Georgia line, yeah. Um, there was <laughs> yeah. a there was a greenhouse, and it was like 
the brightest yellow and purple like lights and they weren't like moving lights but like the entire greenhouse glowed yellow and purple mm-hmm. and it that was that was a weird one um you you saw like laser pointers which people are assholes yeah yeah they're just laser pointing at the plane at airplanes did yep. you re- do you report that to the faa when that happens I mean, what are they gonna do? No, yeah, no. <laughs> go, go chase down little Johnny in the park, yeah. firing his laser pointer. I've, heard of, like, up I've heard of people getting in trouble for that. Like if they hit a helicopter, you yeah, do if it, you're doing you it, do it at like, like a, a stadium class a airport. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, so that that was that was a wild scene, and so we were, we were we took off from Sebring, and and we like saw that we weren't because we were trying to go to Nashville and stay a night at my dad's, and um. We, our fuel counter was like, oh, you're going to be minus like 18 gallons. So then we pulled power back to like 50% and we, we clawed it back to like, okay, you're going to be now plus six gallons, right? So we leaned it out and we were just like, we were going pretty slow. We were like, let's try and not do it on a stop. Well, we needed like 10 gallons um, and it was slowly starting to come. The wind was slowly starting to shift and everything. But we were also dealing with the fact that we were going to get to a point where FBOs were going to start closing. And we didn't want to land at a big airport and deal with all the time it would take to get seasons mm-hmm. in and then get a clearance out and everything. So we were playing the game of like, all right, we've got to make a decision here and how much fuel, like I, we got to gain like eight, get eight tenths of a gallon back and all this stuff. It's the timing stand of the Indy 500 with two exactly. stops left to go. And you're trying exactly. to reverse engineer how to get there. And- 100%. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then it, it got to the point where we switched strategies and we were like, no, just firewall, full throttle. We're not going to make it on fuel. Splash Let's go. just see Splash what we can go. go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that was, that was funny. Um, but anyways, cool experience. Won't do it again, but yeah, it was cool. Won't, won't do it again just because of the time? Just like, it's just... I mean, I would, I'll do it again. I'll be in a much faster aircraft next time. Right, 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 right. So you're not right, flying right, down from cool. St. Pete? No. no. All right, well. I'll fly to Barber. I'll fly to some... some isn't it, isn't it funny, though? Places. So, like, so how long at the, at the headwind that you had going back versus the tailwinds you had going mm. to Seabrain? If you would just try to, if you just done the straight shot back to Indy and whatever stop, so it took you five hours going down. What would it have taken you going back to get back to Indy? So seven. Isn't it amazing? It's amazing to me that like airlines and like all that stuff can plan out flight times like months in advance when something like that could. Yes, yeah, so and now you're going to come in and tell me how and why that's possible. No, no, no. Very, very good question. When you're below kind of the 20,000 foot mark it's it's all the weather's variable. a lot yeah, yeah yeah and it's a lot more random it's completely random whereas when you're above that you're truly dealing with just jet streams right and certain seasons are going to have certain le- like a very pretty small window within probably 10 to 30 knots of what the headwind tailwinds are going to be depending on on kind of where you are in the world um and it's very consistent from your 20 to 40 6,000 feet type thing. Whereas below that is just a crapshoot. So that's why. Okay. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Still pretty impressive. I know. Very good question. I didn't learn that until recently. So we're learning so much about aviation. Um, um, so, so yes. Uh, Daytona 500 is coming up. Who cares? Um, Are you going to watch? No. Okay. What else? <laughs> Got it. 
I like that we we have like a couple minutes to fill, and and you're like, all right, well, here's one topic, and you're like, nap next. No, I mean, I want to talk. I want to talk about. I want to talk about Tim. Like, you know, what are you doing with your time? Nothing. With your days, maybe your spare time, if you have any, which you have lots of, because you don't yeah. have a job. You know, I edit this, right? <laughs> <laughs> what uh, What did you do on Monday? A nice long, had a nice long FaceTime date. So you had a nice long FaceTime date. Is was this like a Valentine? It was like a Valentine date. Did you? All did right, you... can we talk about some something part of that that I want to bring up? Because we sent yes. each other Valentine gifts, and I didn't even realize uh, she got both me and my daughter Tamagotchis, which I didn't know were still a thing. I didn't know those uh, existed. Yeah. So if you guys need me, I'll be back in 1997 having an amazing time. <laughs> Cleaning up digital poop. Like, so we know, to... that we know that we know that, that this lady, she definitely liked the halftime show. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Um, I felt like it was funny, though. Like I sent her like I thought like a nice basket with some wine and chocolate and all that. And then she she really outdid it with the Tamagotchis. That was a much better. Yeah, gift. It's, it's a way better. Yeah. <laughs> You're uh, gonna have to make it up for Easter. Yeah. Um, so did you guys do like a whole? Wait, I have to get gifts for like, Easter too. I've been single no, for a long time. Gifts. I thought it was just like birthday, no. Christmas, and Valentine's Day. That's it. And even okay. val- it's only Valentine's Day because it's like your first one. Like okay. After All that, right. it's sort of hit and miss. Uh, so did you do like a FaceTime dinner thing? Like did you like? Well, but she's East Coast time, so it was like she had dinner. Okay, so we've narrowed it was down like which three thirty in the afternoon in. for me. <laughs> like, so. <laughs> I wasn't, yeah, no, I wasn't no, no, down no. for a 3.30 p.m. dinner. She had dinner. I sent her a dinner to make up for the Tamagotchis because, again, the Tamagotchis were much better. You sent her, what, did you just, like, Uber Eats her dinner? Yeah. That's, that's Weird move. No, I think that's a pretty cool move. The only thing is, Weird like, move? you'd have to somehow keep her from having dinner before it got there because otherwise it'd be, like... I mean, we talked. What it wasn't fuck? like a surprise. Yeah, I no, that's the thing. He just like he felt bad that he got out outgifted. So he's like, I, did, I got so outgifted. She also like got Hazel a shirt and like. Yeah, I don't think cool. I don't think you got outgifted. When I got home it's today, not about that. Kelly was like, "How was your day on the phone with customer service?" And I was like, "What?" And she was like, "Yeah, you must have had to make a lot of calls because flowers and chocolates." And- <laughs> stuffed animals and everything never showed up and i was like yeah you're right why would that's they? such a good line that's yeah, pretty good, good that's i don't pretty think good. she came up with it for herself but we'll give it to her we'll give it to her yeah, yeah. becky and i literally um i mean you we flew were to at... singapore you're fine <laughs> yeah I, I mean we were gonna come regardless i mean yeah happy valentine's day sit that. in this chair for 18 hours over. <laughs> you're welcome <laughs> Well, no, because we watched our soup. We watched the Super Bowl on Monday, so like we got there all excited for the Super Bowl, and it was like halfway through the second quarter that our hosts, one of them, looked over at us like, "Oh, by the way, Happy Valentine's Day, everybody!" And we're like, "Oh yeah, Happy Valentine's Day, huh?" I guess you know, sort of forgot a little bit. But Becky already knows I'm actually I don't do Valentine's Day, so. How do you get on? How do you get that? How do you like make that? Well, so here's. Well, you just you tell you tell them. Well, I mean, based on your gifts, I, I think you're good. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, it's okay. So here's, but this is how it started, right? It started because so I'm fundamentally against date anniversaries, right? Okay. So like a celebrity anniversary of when you first had a date or whatever. Um, 
and, and I don't know why, because I'm a curmudgeon. What do you want? So I was like, no, it's, it's not a real, it doesn't mean anything, right? It's not it's just a random kind of arbitrary date. But so like our date anniversary uh, would be February 10th, right? So this is back when, before you're married and you have like an actual date to worry about. So our date anniversary was February 10th. And then obviously Valentine's Day is February 14th, which I already kind of had some issues with, whatever. So I was like, here, I'll make you a deal then, okay? On February 12th, in between the two, we'll like go out to dinner or something because that way there's no like fighting reservation battles on Valentine's Day or whatever, whatever. So like we kind of do like a date night on 12th, but it's not Valentine's Day and it's not like a date anniversary. It's just like dinner on the 12th. But we also didn't do that this year because we're in Singapore. <laughs> I got away with it again. All right then. Still muted. I was giving you so much. Shit, I was on mute. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note we're gonna say goodbye thanks for listening and tune in next week when we will talk about the daytona, daytona? probably saint pete we'll probably bring up both yeah we'll we have to do this next week we're gonna talk about i'll give every updates week on after my that tamagotchi. yes yeah. i want to know how I, 20 bucks says hazel's tamagotchi outlive yours Thanks so much for listening to Off Track with Hinch and Rossi. Keep in contact with us on Twitter and Instagram. Our handle is at AskOffTrack. Or you can follow us individually. We're at Hinchtown and at Alexander Rossi. If you want to follow Thim, though we have no idea why you would, he's at the Tim Durham. We really need to get that changed to at producer Thim. The music you heard today is by Ryan Dan of Holland Patton Public Library. Off Track with Hinch and Rossi is produced by Tim Durham. And by that I mean fit. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.